Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. People are now sending me their favorite Oingo Boingo songs. This might take up the rest of the day. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Trump backs Jordan for speaker. Of course, there was talk that Trump was going to join. He might start still very well join Republicans on Tuesday as they hold a meeting to decide uh, how they're going to engage some votes and who actually is running for speaker. There is Jim Jordan and... There is Congressman Steve Scalise. Steve, good to be with you. It's good to have you as well. Uh, did Donald Trump call you and say, hey, uh, sorry about it this time. I'm going with JJ. Yeah, we spoke, obviously. You know, a lot of friendships in this race. A lot of folks that, you know, have been talking to other folks on the outside to bring in to this race. There's a lot of interest in this race. You know, but at the end of the day, it's a lot of one-on-one conversations over the last few days I've been having with my colleagues and a lot of introspection about how we get things back on track. The problems that we have internally, they don't go away with the new speaker. But the real question the members have is how do we get things back on track? And the reason I've been able to build such a strong base of support over these last few days that's been growing is that I've got a long proven record as somebody who knows how to unify Republicans to fight on the battles that matter for the families who gave us this majority. I am fine with Steve Scalise. I just don't know how you're going to overcome Jim Jordan. I think that's just where the hotter hand is. What's weird is that Scalise is the majority leader. I think I called him whip the other day. I apologize. He's the majority leader. He's the number two. Now you'd say to me, Tony, that's the negative. They don't want somebody that connected to uh, McCarthy. The story was, was that it was McCarthy staffers who were on the phones trying to get people to vote for Jim Jordan. You never, never forget how that sausage is made. Even when it's people who agree with you politically, it's super awkward. And the deals that get made and everything else. To the extent that it's the nature of the beast, you say, well, we need to change the beast. And what I say is, I, I think Game of Thrones kind of proved that you don't always do that. Get the changes you can. Certainly electing the people who will engage less spending, certainly engaging the people who want to protect the border, etc., but how they go about their machinations to engage the levels of power, I don't think that much changes. It can get better, and then over time, it becomes a problem, which again proves that the reliance has to be on us to be diligent, to then make the changes there when they fail to serve us. As for this whole replacement of the speaker, you know where I'm at. I don't know what we gained. I don't know why my life's better. I have, I have absolutely no clue. I have no idea why Marjorie Taylor Greene is meeting with Code Pink. I mean, there it's it's as if we have given up the very concept of a guiding principle. 
Marjorie Taylor Greene with Code Pink putting out a, a tweet that says, the war in Ukraine must end. Today I met brave Code Pink activists who protested for peace in Bernie Sanders' office. He had 11 of them arrested. Peace and free speech shouldn't be a partisan issue. We don't agree on most things, but we do agree, says Marjorie Taylor Greene. Congress should stop fueling the war in Ukraine. Thinking that we should not fund Ukraine is different than putting an arm around Code Pink. You insane person. And doing so is disqualifying. If this is what populism is, count me the blank out. Daddy is out. Good night, kitten. I'll see you at the club, Boo Bear, with a drink in one hand and no cares in the others. In the other hand, there will be zero Fs given. If this if this is where we are now, if this is the standard, whoo, I'm on an island. Goodness gracious. Goodness gracious. Also, uh, send me your favorite Oingo Boingo songs. We'll do it for the rest of the day. I don't mind. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. Just as an aside, as I was talking about Code Pink, it dawned on me that maybe there isn't a basis there. Not everybody knows Code Pink. Code Pink, Medea Benjamin, their organization is, uh, well, ostensibly about peace. Tony Katz. 93 WIBC, good morning. But their idea of peace is communism. Their idea of peace is that the U.S. is at fault and everybody else is fine. Like, for example, Iran. Iran is the good guy. So much so that the Iranian press has supported Medea Benjamin. It was Code Pink uh, that defended Nicolas Maduro, uh, the uh, so-called leader, if not uh, authoritarian, of Venezuela, who took over uh, for uh, Hugo Chavez when there was an opportunity to actually elect somebody in Venezuela. Fascinating thing about Venezuela, you know how the administration, the Biden administration, has been allowing Venezuelans into the country? Yeah, Venezuelans are now being deported and the left is going nuts. Biden wants to tell you that the border's fine, but he's building more wall while telling you he has to, even though the Homeland Security Secretary said it was necessary, and now he's deporting people even though he's letting them in. Everything the Biden administration is doing, they're trying to sell to their followers while they're doing something else. Can't tell the followers our border policy under Joe Biden doesn't work. Code pink is a horrific, bigoted organization, when I say bigoted, against uh, the United States. Medea Benjamin has long been in favor of, of communism, in favor of a, a, a that level of quote-unquote utopia that never comes. And they have never found a dictator. Like Jimmy Carter, they've never found a dictator they didn't like. That Marjorie Taylor Greene would say, hey, they're opposed to funding the war in Ukraine. I'm on their side. That's nuts. The 
the lack of basis. Man, oh man. This, this, as I said, this populism stuff is is nuts. But that's not the story I wanted to get to. That that is not it. I will try and dig in more on that on Tony Katz today at noon. What I want to get into is whether or not Joe Biden, he's the president of the United States, don't you know? I want to get into whether or not he kicks his dog. I want to know. Do you or do you not kick or punch your puppy? I would find that to be beyond obscene. Oh, well, you would like it. But everybody else finds it very gross. It was gross when Michael Vick did it. It was gross when Mitt Romney left the dog carrier on the hood. The story goes as follows. The president has a dog by the name of Commander. It's a German Shepherd, I believe. And this dog bites everyone. There have been 11 bitings of of Secret Service agents by this dog. The dog's name is Commander. In the most recent story, the dog, quote, reportedly has been removed from the White House after its most recent attack on a Secret Service agent and other White House staff. According to a Judicial Watch source, President Biden has mistreated his dogs. Judicial Watch has learned that he has punched and kicked his dogs. I'm going to say a couple things right now. First, I'm a man who requires proof. Not the Judicial Watch statement. Now, I am not upset with Judicial Watch. I am saying that's not enough. That is not enough. Um, interestingly, uh, David Wood, who is the program director and ops guy, uh, manager here at, at WIBC, the guy who hired me, he used to be a dog trainer. And his argument is, is that wrong kind of dog for the White House. German Shepherd, be very protective. I think I've got this right, David. You'll correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, will be uh, very, very protective and and won't like all these people coming around, shaking your hand, and, and how, do they, how are they approaching the dog? And, and, and the dog is going to react. So his point was, and this was, this was a conversation that happened a month or so ago, that the dog in and of itself is the wrong dog for the White House. Okay, that's possible. You know this, you're, you're, you're pet owners. Some animals work better with people than other animals. Some are more protective, some, you know, some of this, some of that. I don't know what to do about punching and kicking. I would say the following. If, if there was any proof anywhere in any regard, a firsthand witness, a video, an audio of Joe Biden kicking a dog, it's over. Note that I am not saying that it happened. I am not saying that it happened. I am saying that if any proof existed, it's over for Joe Biden. Democrats may stay with him. 
but independents will run for the hills. That is how crazy in love America is with their pets. If I, when I read this story, I share, it's out there. What do I think? I have absolutely no idea whether or not this is true. I think that the dog commander and the other dog major need to be out of the White House and need to be in a place where they can, you know, be treated the way they need to be treated and that German shepherds need certain levels of attention or certain levels of activity. People are better experts than I am. The White House might not be the right spot. And certainly there have been enough bitings that it has to stop. And if this had been the Trump White House, this would be the only story in America. Biden punches and kicks his dogs. I'm not, I'm not going to buy in based on, on one report from Judicial Watch. I just, I just won't do it. I won't. One bit of proof, and it's over. All of the but Trump arguments will mean nothing, and they also mean nothing now. It's like, where was Joe Hogsett for two nights of riots? I've heard all the rumors. One bit of proof, please. Give me data. Don't ask me to report on rumors. That dog won't hunt. How bad is it? Don't sugarcoat it. Give it to me straight. Want coffee? I think I need some coffee. Time to fill up on the news. Tony Katz. 93 WIBC. Good morning, guys. Always a pleasure to do the thing. Uh, The Dow futures are up 32. The NASDAQ futures are up uh, 20. We have got, well, the craziest numbers in the world. Payrolls increased by 336,000 for the month. The estimate was 170,000. Unemployment rate is now 3.8%. Forecast is 3.7. You're telling me that we added 336,000 jobs, but we still have 9.6 million jobs available in the country? I'm sorry. I don't know what to do. I don't don't understand it. I'm trying. I try to keep on top of this every single day. This is weird. I don't know what I take from that. We put on 336,000 when the estimate was 170. That's double, children. Why is the estimate so wrong? Now, I want to look into where these jobs are from, and we'll do that on Tony Katz today at noon. Also, you note how wrong ADP was a couple of days ago when they said they think it was like 86,000. That's what they estimated. They got it very wrong, as they often do. But if, if this is the case... And you have 9.6 million jobs available. What are we what are we saying about the economy? You would think that that d- does this mean that there there's a growth future? Does this really portend a, a, a an issue? I will tell you that the futures have dropped. The Dow futures as reported dropped 216 points. And where is that 10-year treasury, the benchmark? It popped. It spiked immediately to 4.782 when it was at 4.74. So it popped. I don't know if it's going to continue to climb up. It it, it cracked 4.8% the other day. And, of course, it's going to crack 5%. 
considering there's a 300 basis point or a 3% spread between the 10-year Treasury note and the 30-year fixed mortgage, well, that means you're going to see mortgage rates at 8% and higher. It's what you're going to see. Interesting stuff. And some people uh, getting on my case. Come on, Tony Katz. This is a kick in public. You got Twitter. This video is not hard to find. If I don't see a video, I don't see a video. Don't don't get all up in my face. Be like, hey, here it is, Tony. When I say there's this report, Joe Biden kicks and punches his dog. And I say to you, I haven't seen it. Show me proof. Well, then be like, hey, here. I see many things. I might not see everything. Calm yourself. Work with me. That's all I ever ask. And so people have shared this this video from libs of TikTok. Uh, this is Joe Biden getting off of Marine One. That's the helicopter. And he's got the dog. And the dog's kind of like moving him around. And he's... He's kind of trying to get the dog together and he's using his he's using his foot to come on get get in here and you could argue that's Joe Biden kicking his dog. The video is right there. Now I must admit that when I saw the reporting of Joe Biden kicks and punches his dog in my head I thought he just walked up to the dog and kicked the dog. Not that he was trying to get control of the dog, get the dog in the car, the, the leash was doing some things, and he's trying to move the dog forward. It's not a good video either way. Some people might want to explain it away, and they're more than welcome to, but it's not a good video. And one could argue, well, if there's one, maybe there's another. Maybe there's another. All I know is, once you've got this, wait, was that put out by Kyle Becker? Is that who put out the video? Oh, Kyle shared, or did Kyle, Kyle shared the video? Uh, Kyle, Kyle's a, a good dude. Really built himself into something. Really has in terms of being a news guy and the work he had been done previously. Yeah, it's uh that's 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 not fun. That's not a that's not a good video for Joe Biden. Joe Biden, dog kicker. Why does Joe Hogsett support a dog kicker like Joe Biden? What? All I hear from the Hogsett ads is how Shreve is bringing Trump-style politics to Indianapolis. What does that even mean? What I I don't know what it means. I only hope it comes with a 42-story office building and hotel and, and maybe some condos. If Shreve wants to bring that, I'm all about it. But if we're going to play that game, Indiana Democratic Party, Joe Biden kicks puppies. Joe Hogsett has the same name as Joe Biden. Does Joe Hogsett kick puppies? He can't be trusted for mayor. I could write these ads all day oh yeah it's, uh, i in my head admittedly i was expecting much worse that's not great that's not great 
Now you're going to watch CNN defend it as proper, you know, maintenance of the animal. The dog trainers are going to come on and tell you, that's how you take care of a, of a German Shepherd. I don't know, maybe they will. Maybe they will. No, they definitely will. Whether it is or not, that I don't know. That's not fun. If you follow my uh, Twitter feed, um, you'll have uh, people calling me a Nazi and pictures of Joe Biden kicking a dog. That's right. The Tony Katz Twitter X feed. It's exactly what you need to never use social media again. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. We'll break down the jobs numbers on Tony Katz today at noon. And then we'll discuss Hillary Clinton talking about the need to deprogram those evil Trump supporters. The government opened. So there's clearly a common sense, uh, sane uh, part of the Republican caucus in the House. Um, But I think they are intimidated. Uh, They um, oftentimes you know, say and do things which they know better than to say or do. And it will require us defeating those most extreme measures uh, and the people who promote them in order to try to get to some common ground where people can, again, work together. There is no common ground if you think that children should be able to determine their own gender. There is no common ground if you do not believe in a border. There is no common ground if you believe in the idea that people should not be allowed to speak freely on things like, let's say, COVID vaccines. There's no common ground. Ayn Rand was correct. The compromise between bread and poison is still death. But my, oh my, Hillary. There wasn't this little tale of extremism waving, you know, wagging the dog of the uh, Republican Party as it is today. Mm-hmm. And sadly, so many of those extremists, those mega extremists, um, take their marching orders from Donald Trump, who has no credibility left by any measure. He's only in it for himself. He's now defending himself in civil actions and criminal actions. And when do they break with him? You know, because at some point, you know, maybe there needs to be a formal deprogramming of the cult members, but something needs to happen. And how do you do that? Ah, Hillary. Hillary, Hillary. Basket full of deplorables. Um, Deprogramming. The original election denier. Wants you to be stop. Wants you to stop being so conspiratorial. Here's a story when uh, the guy who stabbed the activist to death. You've got this leftist activist, community activist, who got stabbed to death in Brooklyn by an 18-year-old. The victim was white. The suspect is black. When CBS shared him being arrested, they blurred out his face. But when the guy who choked out uh, the one threatening everybody in a subway and killed the guy, that, that Marine, his face can be seen clearly. CBS blurs out the black guy 
and shows you the face of the white guy. This is our media today. A problem, for sure. If both men killed somebody else, why would you blur somebody out? He wasn't a child. The guy who who murdered Carson, his name is Ryan Carson, a community activist or an advocate. He was with his girlfriend coming back from a wedding. This guy had walked past them. Then they got up from their bench and they were walking. The guy came back at him, stabbed him to death. As was originally reported, the girlfriend would not give a description of the suspect. Now, I don't know if that actually happened or not. Sometimes those initial reportings, not accurate. You got to wait. You know, do you want to be first or do you want to be right? I want to be right. So sometimes I, I, I wait. And the theory was, was that these people were such progressives that they would never think of giving a description of a black man, even if that black man killed her boyfriend, killed him. Friends of Ryan Carson, this community advocate, have stated that Carson would want to know what happened in the system that broke down that led to this. Maybe. Maybe that's the way to look at it. But as Nicole Gelinas, who is smarter than you and me, points out in the New York Post, rare, quote-unquote, random violence that progressives dismiss takes yet another life in New York City. Nicole Gelinas is an unbelievable mind. And the idea that this was just a, oh my gosh, how rare. Oh my gosh, this doesn't happen. This is happening everywhere. This is happening all the time. You take a look at the amount of drugs being used on the streets. You take a look at the zombie walk created by something called crank. You take a look at the homelessness. We can argue that letting people out of uh, mental facilities maybe didn't do America well. We can note that the drugs pouring across the border making its way to every part of the country isn't doing America well. Whether it's coming in through the hands of uh, citizens, Americans, or whether it's coming through illegally. Stop it where you can, then work to stop it in the other places. You're looking for a blame game. Well, it's Americans are bringing this in. Can I stop it in one place and then work to stop it in another place? Can we just start? And then, of course, there is the idea that has come through from the George Floyd riots. That it's okay to rob and steal. After all, uh, if they have insurance, the businesses. After all, it's reparations, as uh, far too many progressives will put out. Or... Well, my God, everything is racial, and look at what these white people have done, and therefore attacks have to happen because, and that's happening too, with mental illness and all the others. I'm going to break down this story on Tony Katz today at noon. I'll catch you then.